Little honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop him black gang candy stripes. Look at him loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. Appalachian music is one of the crucial ingredients to the flavor of the Appalachian table. Today we are setting the table with a visit with an incredibly talented 14-year-old musician. He makes his home in East Tennessee and his name is Wyatt Ellis. He sings in that high, lonesome sound and plays in a style all his own, heavily influenced by the sounds of the father of bluegrass, Bill Monroe, along with Peter Rowan and Bobby Osborne. Wyatt has had quite a year in his 13th year of life in 2022, with highlights including a full-circle Woodsong's old-time radio hour with his mentor, Sierra Hull, receiving a scholarship to work with Bobby Osborne from the Kentucky School of Bluegrass, kicking off the CMA Fest with David Harvey at the Gibson Garage, playing mandolin with Peter Rowan's induction to the Bluegrass Hall of Fame, performing at Marty Stewart's grand reopening of the Ellis Theater in Philadelphia, Mississippi, and also performing on stage of the Grand Old Opry. All of this at the age of 13. Wyatt has recently played music with Billy Strings, Molly Tuttle, Brian Sutton, and more in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, to celebrate what would have been Doc Watson's 100th birthday. He also played on stage at Merle Fest this past April, and that's the reason he couldn't also help with the family vegetable garden at his house. That's something he's always liked to plan out and do, and when they came back from Merle Fest, his dad had already done it. Wyatt had a dream of appearing on the stage of the Grand Old Opry at the age of 13, and with the help of Daly and Vincent, that dream came true. And Sierra Hall has been a very big part of Wyatt's road along learning this Appalachian music. Wyatt is a humble person, he is not egotistical, and he has spent countless hours learning mandolin, fiddle, piano, bass, guitar, and singing. And he also enjoys raising collies and gardening with the family on their farm in Blount County. He also does a lot of work with the Junior Appalachian Musician Group. And one of Wyatt's favorite dishes to eat is shepherd's pie. 
And why it will also be playing music as part of the Dancing Bear Lodge and Appalachian Bistro's Appalachian Homecoming the week of August 5th through 7th. And we'll hear a little bit more about that in the show. Thank you so much for your good company here today. Whether you're listening by podcast or by radio broadcast, I really appreciate you tuning in. One of Wyatt Ellis's favorite places to pick is on his front porch. It overlooks the mountains with a lovely breeze up on a hill. It's one of the places that inspires him to write his music. And that's where we recorded this interview. Wyatt Ellis, here we are sitting on your front porch. It's so good to meet you finally. Yeah. And will you tell us, you know, your name and where you live and how old are you? Yeah, I'm Wyatt Ellis. I'm 14 years old. I live in the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains. I play the mandolin, the guitar, the fiddle, the piano, and who knows what all. (laughs) Well, and you're working on singing, aren't you, with Paul Brewster, is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Do you like singing? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like... It's like a totally different thing you have to learn to do, but, you know, I, I enjoy it as much or more than I do playing. Do you? Oh, wow. How did you um, run into Paul Brewster? How did that happen that he's helping you with that singing? Well, you know, like, um, he's been my favorite singer for a long time, and um, we kind of just reached out to Paul and um, and started doing some Skype lessons, and, you know, it, we've been doing it ever since, and it's, it's really fun to get on and... Yeah. Worked through a lot of Osborne Brothers, Monroe, everything. Was there a Tennessee Folklife grant yeah. involved in that? Um, yeah, for sure. And through that, we were able to work work with each other for for almost a year. And, you know, we've stayed friends and continued on ever since. Oh, that's wonderful. He's such a good person. And I bet he just is uh, really enjoying working with you. Oh, yeah. It's really fun for both of us. I bet. What inspired you to pick up that mandolin, Wyatt? So, um, living in the um, Knoxville area at the time, you know, it's just like you always are hearing like the Osborne Brothers and Rocky Top and all that great bluegrass. And I heard um, Bobby's break on Rocky Top that sounds like... I was wondering what that was, and I finally figured out it was a mandolin, and, you know, and I got one and started playing, and, yeah, it's just kind of heard Bill Monroe and just kept on going. <laughs> Boy, that's a good way to get into the music. You've got a special mandolin. Is it 100 years old? It is, yeah. Can you tell us about that mandolin? So, yeah, so this uh, mandolin was built on March 31st, 1924. It was signed by Lloyd Lore, who was the supervisor for the, uh, the building of the Gibson mandolins through the early 20s. Wow. And Yeah, so this mandolin, they're kind of like the, you know, the standard for what people want an F-style mandolin to be. And this one was Marty Stewart's, which another one of my heroes. And so that's what makes it even cooler. Yes, it and does. what makes it even cooler is, so this mandolin was sold through Miles Music Store in Knoxville, Tennessee, when it was new. And 
It's got a little metal plaque on the back of the headstock that says Miles Music Store, Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, that is so neat. I yeah. love that. Did you sell a fishing boat or something? I did, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, fishing's always been my other hobby, so. But you can always get another boat and not one of these, you know, so. That's yeah. right. He sold it probably in the 1990s. Uh-huh. And it was, he played it on a few of his records and stuff. It was for sale at a, a guitar store in Nashville, and I'd played it multiple times. I was like, wow. It was Marty's, too, and it was like a really special, special thing with the Knoxville thing, too. You know? It is. Yeah. Oh, gosh, it is. It has a beautiful sound to it. Such history. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, not many 12 going on 13-year-old young men with all the fishing here in East Tennessee would trade that fishing boat for a mandolin (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) well and also i was hearing about your mom telling me that you had a a dream to play on the grand old opry at the age of 13 did you make that happen i sure did you know and how that happened is daly and vincent they're just they're absolutely amazing to have me play with them on the opry and believe in me and stuff and you know that was just like something I'd wanted to do ever since I even knew what it was, you know? <laughs> so that was like really mind-blowing for me to just walk out on that stage and be like the first act out there with the curtain coming up. Wow. It's pretty crazy. That is a, a dream come true. And you made this happen. You're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and today we're visiting with Wyatt Ellis of Maryville, Tennessee. Wyatt is a tremendously talented 14-year-old musician of the mandolin, guitar, fiddle, bass, piano, and he also enjoys singing. He'll be playing music as part of the Dancing Bear Lodge in Appalachian Bistro's Appalachian Homecoming. That's the weekend of August 5 through 7 in Townsend, Tennessee. And I've placed links to Wyatt's webpage in the Dancing Bear Lodge and Appalachian Bistro's Appalachian Homecoming link on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. And in the second part of our visit with Wyatt, I asked him how he got started learning how to play. His work that he does with the organization Junior Appalachian Musicians and some of his highlights that I mentioned earlier and a little about his favorite foods and the family garden. We're sitting on the porch here with Wyatt Ellis. And if you might not know Wyatt, he is just an incredibly talented musician. Primarily, I saw you with the mandolin, um, but you also play what else? I play the mandolin, fiddle, guitar, piano, and, you know, maybe a little bit of bass. (laughs) It pays to do it all, doesn't it? Oh, (laughs) yeah. How'd you get going on knowing how to play? Yeah, so I did some online mandolin workshops and stuff, and learning by ear as much as the Monroe stuff, Monroe, you know, old, you know, lost Monroe tunes as I could, and just a whole lot of work and practice for sure, too. Hundreds of hours upon hundreds of hours. For sure, yeah. Now, I've heard your favorite place to play is on this porch and in the stairwell. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've made a lot of videos in the stairwell and on the porch, for sure. Sierra Hall, she's really important to your um, getting into this world. Can you tell us 
So I got a um, a Tennessee folk life apprenticeship to to work with Sierra, and you know I had no clue. And when I heard about it, it you know it was like it blew my mind. So <laughs> you know that was like really a big spark to get me taking it really serious. You know, I bet. Yeah. Well, she is such a talent, and has she worked with you a whole lot on this? Yeah. You know, we we worked for eight months and. That was, like, a really great thing for my playing, for sure. Oh, yeah. Are you still involved with Sierra quite a bit? Yeah. 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 I just appreciate so much your talent and also how you encourage other kids. Yeah. There's an organization called Junior Appalachian Musicians. Can you describe what that organization does? Yeah, for sure. So um, it basically takes bluegrass and old-time music Appalachian music into Appalachian schools and educates the kids on it and all ages. It's really cool. Nice. Do you go to schools and visit schools? Yeah, I do. Sometimes I'll go in and I'll play for the the kids and and we'll do like a few songs and and tell them what the um, instruments do in the band and stuff and it's really cool. Fun. I bet they just kind of come to life and are so interested because... Oh yeah. I would think that a lot of the students in elementary school, they may have never heard this kind of mountain music. I love that you do that. Yeah. I did um, a thing at the Heritage Center, and there was, uh, like, probably, like, at least 15, 10. Really? I thought, yeah. Good. I think so. That's great. If you had to choose, what if we're in the middle of the summer, what would be your favorite meal? Hmm. Maybe, you know, like we have shepherd's pie every now and then. Oh. With, and that's always, you know, amazing. I love shepherd's pie, homemade. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just like garden salads with fried chicken and oh, all yeah. that type of stuff is good. Do you like mashed potatoes along with that? I do. Me too. That's just some good eating. You've got a pretty garden. I was hearing that you uh, like to plan out a garden. Yeah, you know, I uh, Ever since I was younger, I thought, you know, it's been pretty fun to plan it out. Now, this year, you know, I didn't get to plan it out, you know, but it still turned out good. Yeah, it has. You've been a little busy, haven't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this music has really taken off, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's been crazy. Well, and I hear in the fall you've got a IBMA showcase? I do, yeah. You know, IBMA's one of my favorite favorite places to be, and it's just even even more of a dream to get to play at a at an official showcase. Well, I've seen a picture of you playing your mandolin with Ricky Skaggs and Marty Stewart pretty much speechless sitting there staring at you. <laughs> uh, what was that situation? Yeah, so Marty invited me to come down to Mississippi and play at the opening of his museum. Or not museum, but um, the Ellis Theater. Yeah. And I played a a show out in front uh, under a tent, and that that went really well. That was really fun. And, and the rest of the night, yeah. So um, it was. Um, I played out in the lobby before Marty Stewart, Vince Gill, and the Gaithers. Wow. Yeah. During the pandemic, did you just play, 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 play till you figured out all those solos? Oh yeah, you know, just like. Just going in and just like spending hours on a on a single, you know, Monroe tune, and mm-hmm. you know, just trying to get every note he played. Oh boy, Bill Monroe is who we're talking about. A lot of people might not know his music. I'm just wondering, 
Is he one of your inspirations? Yeah, he's one of my biggest inspirations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of try to model my playing after what he does. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong with that. I love Bill Monroe. And his singing, too. Yeah, I Lonesome Sound. Oh, gosh. One of his songs, I Am a Pilgrim, does that just send chills up and down your spine? For sure, yeah. It's, that's one of the best. It is. What are some of your favorite Monroe songs that he sings on? Ooh. Yeah, it's hard to um, tell. <laughs> you know, the first Monroe song I ever learned to play and ever, you know, really was familiar with was Working on a Building. Oh, I love Gospel that. song. Yeah, oh, that's one of the first ones. And, you know, Mule Skinner Blues is great. Would um, you be charitable enough to play a little bit of Working on a Building? Maybe if I remember it. You know, I might have to sing it. Maybe not. Just what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you go to IBMA last year? I did, yeah. So have you been going a couple of years now? You know, last year was my first year, and I don't know how easy it'll be to top that, you know. I got to play with Peter Rowan at the IBMA Awards show at his induction into the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame. Oh, my god. And goodness. kick off Walls of Time. You did not get to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, how cool. And if people are not familiar with that kickoff. No. Yeah.
You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we've just had a good long visit with Wyatt Ellis, a tremendously talented 14-year-old musician and singer in that high, lonesome Appalachian sound. He makes his home in East Tennessee, and he has an upcoming album and some big news, June the 23rd, and he's also part of the Appalachian Sessions. He's part of the house band, along with Chris Blue, another Knott'sville, Tennessee favorite. To keep in touch with Wyatt and to stay connected on what's going on in his world, more information, wyattellis.com. And I've also placed links to his website and the Dancing Bear Lodge Appalachian Homecoming event and Junior Appalachian Musicians on my website at tennesseefarmtable.com. That version of Walls of Time that you just heard comes from Classic Bluegrass Volume 2, from Smithsonian Folkways that was released in 2005, and it was a recording of Bill Monroe and Peter Rowan singing and playing Walls of Time, a song that they co-wrote together. Hey, this is Sarah Perkle, fiddler, songwriter, music teacher, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. And now it is time for the gospel portion of our radio broadcast. We like to call this our daily bread. And speaking of one of Wyatt Ellis's major influences, 
From the very best of Bill Monroe and his Bluegrass Boys, here is a 1954 version of Working on a Building on the Tennessee Farm Table. I'm working on a building, I'm working on a building, I'm working on a building for my Lord, for my Lord. It's a Holy Ghost building, it's a Holy Ghost building, it's a Holy Ghost building for my Lord, for my Work on the building too. I'm working on the building. I'm working on the building. Hallelujah. I'm working on the building for my Lord, for my Lord. It's a Holy Ghost building. It's a Holy Ghost building. Hallelujah. It's a Holy Ghost building for my Lord, for my Work on the building too. I'm working on the building. I'm working on the building. Hallelujah. I'm working on the building for my Lord, for my Lord. It's a Holy Ghost building. It's a Holy Ghost building. Hallelujah. It's a Holy Ghost building for my Lord, for my Lord. Work on the building too. I'm working on the building. I'm working on the building. I'm working on the building for my Lord, for my Lord. It's a Holy Ghost building. It's a Holy Ghost building. It's a Holy Ghost building for my Lord, for my Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.